Hey, everybody, it's Mathis. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. Hey, you know I'm Canadian, and you know what? I'm also proud to say that insulin for diabetes was invented right in my home country of Canada, the same Canada that brings you Hawkins Cheesies and Ross Rollerball Peterson, two amazing things. Hey, it was a shocker to me to find out that on average, the same insulin in the United States can be upwards of 10 times more expensive than the exact same product up in Canada. Go to prairieinsulin.com. Tell them Pulp MX sent you to get an additional 10% off the already low Canadian prices on insulin and all other prescription medications. Check it out. Uh, They believe that you taking care of your health shouldn't burden you financially. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, save on medication. PrairieInsulin.com. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Renthal and, uh, of course, the folks at Maxis and Alias CBD as well. Thank you for listening. We're going to review the Moto Fight Club race that just took place in uh, parts unknown because, um, hey, it's some racing and we want to talk about it. And uh, I'm look, look ahead to uh, Supercross's plans to restart here at the end of this month. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, they've got great stuff going on. Um, you can still order online through your local dealer, uh, through your favorite online retailer, whatever it is, uh, flyracing.com. 2020 Kinetic Mesh was released at Daytona and uh, still out there and uh, used by Damon Bradshaw at Moto Fight Club as well. So uh, please check out flyracing.com. They got much more than um, uh, motorcycle stuff, motorcycle gear. They got a whole line of mountain bike stuff as well. So thank you, flyracing.com. Renthal, of course, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 69. Renthal has become notorious for a relentless obsession to detail and quality through the commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. They got the Twin Wall Bar. They got the uh, Fat Bar. They got the Fat Bar 36, and they got the old trusty 7.8 bar that uh, Jeremy McGrath used and everybody back in the day. So a lot of options at Renthal.com, of course. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Uh, also, uh, Max's Tires, uh, Alex Ray, uh, using MXSTs out there in Supercross main events when it was going on and when it will pick back up. Uh, please check out Maxxis if, if you're looking for a high-end tire. This is Maxxis's answer to uh, some of the big brands out there, and they've built a really good tire. It's developed by Jeremy McGrath. Great mountain bike tires as well from the folks at Maxxis. And Alias CBD, the official pain bomb of the Geico Honda team, uh, use the code RACERX20 to save at aliascbd.com. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. And uh, also, hey, don't forget, 
Don't forget, there's things in the Racer X magazine that we don't put, ever put online. And right now, the guys at Racer X, uh, from now until June 10th, uh, you can get three issues for three bucks. Even Wygant would approve of that price. Uh, 99 cents for the digital only. So pretty pretty good deal. To, if you let your subscription lapse, uh, get back on it. And like I said, there's a lot of interesting, cool things in the magazine each and every month. And it's not race coverage that you've already read online. It's not that. So uh, I'm Steve Mathis, like I said, welcoming to the show to discuss Motify Club, amongst other things. My boss at Racer X Online, the man who would approve of $3 for three issues, Jason Wygant. Yeah, yeah, I would. Actually, I can make it go even cheaper. Are you ready? Yeah. Digital access for three months is just 99 cents. Right. Straight up. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Practically nothing. Now, I know in the world of internet, once it costs beyond one cent, the exception of that price goes down significantly. Yeah. But, dude, it's a pretty good deal. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, not not too bad. Uh, you'll take it. Uh, also, yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, yep. also on also the line. On X Maps. I'll take on X Maps. By the way, people are doing more riding uh, than ever. So I'm just throwing in the plug now. Get on X Maps. Get the app, or go to onxmaps.com and then find out a place to ride because apparently people are doing more riding and driving and stuff like that than ever because we have time. Also on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, just letting me uh, crash at his place overnight. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How much? We are we're back. Is this the the prelude to the real version of this show in a couple weeks? God, let's hope so. Um, it looks good, right? I think it looks pretty good. News we're hearing. JT, a lot of people were wondering on my Instagram where you were for the mountain bike ride up in Boise. Uh, some of us have to work. I am not in the uh, self-employed business like yourself, where I just drive to Canada on a on a whim. So yes, I was. Uh, I was locked and loaded in my home you're, office. You're not a mountain bike guy anyways. Just face it. You you like the road bike. I am not. I am not. But I also did have to work. So right. there are two things going on. Yeah, good point, I guess. Um, yeah, it. Uh, hopefully we, we'll talk at the end of this a little bit about the uh, the plan to restart Supercross here and, and what we're thinking uh, as far as going ahead with it. Um, but I guess the Moto Fight Club, you know, Rob Bidas put this on with our buddy Denny Hartwig, who used to be the PR man for Supercross Weege. And I got to say, Rob has called me about this idea two or three times over the years. Uh, Rob also got the uh, uh, the vintage hot lap thing going at the Nationals. He was a big part. He started the pit bike racing at the Nationals. Rob's an innovator. Rob's a thinker. Uh, he's called me with this idea over the years. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it sounds awesome. Uh, good luck pulling it off. But damn it, Weege, Moto Fight Club was pulled off. Rob actually pulled it off. He did, and I don't know how many people outside of the industry know Vitus uh, and what a mover and shaker he is. I've been telling some fans, I'm like, no, you've actually heard his voice a million times. He's been announcing Outdoor Nationals for almost 20 years now. Uh, he's one of the announcers with me at Daytona, uh, but he's a longtime Parts Unlimited Thor guy. He's an insider's insider. He loves the sport. He's a gossip guy, and he's always trying. He's always got something on the board. He's boil. got something always going. planning yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I had never heard about this particular thing, um, but uh, yeah, I, five or six other crazy event ideas I've heard about. No, I heard about this thing in the original. Okay. W- one of the things that he talked about for years was Rhino and GL. He wanted to oh. line up Rhino and GL again at some point. Well, maybe someday. He wanted these rivals, uh, and that was part of the deal, the, the rival race. And, uh, and he wanted me to come out this summer to some race where I was going to race another media guy. For a rival. Yeah, same here. <laughs> and I'm like, they were going to have goggle guys against goggle guys, <laughs> yeah. gear guys against gear guys, right? Right, right. Yeah. 
So, so Rob's just always cooking it up, man. Yeah. Um, and look, I know having watched it, I'm sure there were some people like, ah, oh, the audio, or they, they just could not figure out the camera in the last turn. It was just really, <laughs> really challenging. Did the camera not move? Like, a, like to, it, it was not on a, on a tripod? Like this, what? <laughs> but my point in bringing those nitpicks up is who cares? Like, the fact that they pulled this off with Skeleton Crew in, what, 12 days? The 12 days, I think. I don't know. Announced it, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I mean, you could tell by watching it that it was it was Rob and like these 10 dudes, these riders, <laughs> like making it up as they went. The fact that they pulled this off and they drove across the country and there's yeah. obviously social distancing and it could so easily have been shut down. OK, they got it. 80% right, but holy crap, That's I didn't think it could be done. Yeah. So hats off to them. I, I agree. Hats off to them. JT, there were production issues, production <laughs> problems, but <laughs> at the end of the day, JT, it was fine. It was cool. I was down. You were a hater uh, of it. You were a hater. Oh, how God, was that? I don't go. understand how I was a hater. Weege, I'm confused on that Weege? part. Now, that's just Mathis JT argument hype. That, well, yeah, we need I, to have you guys at rivalry race. Right, he's been he's been saying this every text thread like because I'm you, a hater, and okay. I still don't understand why. Because you're like, I don't think it's going to work. It's not going to get. They're not going to pull this off. I don't think it's going to work. Over I and was over. Skeptical. That, uh, there's a huge difference between being skeptical that it's going to happen because of coronavirus and being a hater. You just, you didn't have a positive attitude about it. I, That's not what the definition of a hater is. I think it is. <laughs> that doesn't matter what you think it is. Uh, I could think the definition of uh, sunshine is, uh, you know, crashing your car, but that doesn't mean that's what it is. Listen, you just you didn't you didn't seem to be a believer. Uh, you did. Uh, I give up with you. Okay, um, good. Wow. I win. I win. <laughs> it took 24 years. I win. <laughs> but your your argument is so just stupid. There's not an, there's not another word for this. Put stupid. the sword down. Yes. I win everything. All the arguments from all the arguments from throughout history. Global pandemic. <laughs> well, you can't finally you done. Can't, you can't argue with stupid. There is just no arguing. Yes, I wore you down and I win with stupidity. Yeah, whatever, whatever it takes. Um, um, but no, there there were some product there were some production issues. Obviously, if this was a a big budget production, we would shred it to pieces right but we all know the constraints they dealt with it was hastily put together um you know and there were issues like right you're cutting from cameras and not really following the action at times we could we, the audio for some reason could not see the <laughs> we could not see the finish line corner like that was like just a mystery um <laughs> it was uh what about the people swearing off camera talking <laughs> and bench racing and just dropping f-bobs left and right people are just villapoto yeah, 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 right, right. Um, I just, I was like, could someone just go over there and be like, hey, guys, just can you shove over 30 feet so we don't we don't hear it? But, uh, I, and also, they got these guys, and look, and these guys are all like legends, and, and they're busy guys, and they all drove to Ohio. That was probably the most impressive thing, JT. These guys drove to Ohio. I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I don't know how else you could really do it, right, to get bikes and everything there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if you look at this in the with the right lens, that they were doing it for the right reasons. These guys weren't making a ton of money, if any money, right? So, yeah, if you look at it with that and, and aren't skeptical, 
uh, it was pretty awesome. It, it was, you know, in the middle of the day for a lot of the, a big part of the country mm-hmm. to have some entertainment like that for $20. Uh, yeah, it was a win overall. If you, if yep. you look at it, I think as long as you look at it the right way. Yeah. And, and look, they, and there, some of the money is being donated to road to recovery for the auction, yep, absolutely, which yep. is cool. Um, and I hope the guys did make a little bit of money. I talked to a couple of guys, uh, key guys in, in that thing, and, and they think that they're going to make a little bit of money, which is cool. Great. Right. Yeah, yeah. they, they should. Right. There was a huge effort to pull this off for them, so right. they should. Yeah, it was uh, – and we – I think that's – the biggest thing for me is that we talked about Rob pulling this off and getting it going, and, and good job to Rob and Denny for, for doing that. Like As we said, it's still amazing these guys all did it. Like the riders all did it. It's to me like driving across the country on a short notice and doing it. Uh, uh, I I was more surprised that they all showed up. I'm with you. Did I lose you guys? Everybody no, you're here. No, nope. we're there. I was, uh, I was letting here. you jump in. Yeah. Yep. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. That's. I just did a, a rant here that I'm putting on the weed show here on YouTube. I'm trying to get that done today as well. Look. During normal racing times, we've all got complaints. Everybody's jaded in some way, right? The team should do this, and the promoters should do that, and the track should be like this, and blah, blah, blah. When you get this perspective, look, these dudes are retired. They all went through the ringer of racing. Good, bad, ugly, injuries, disappointments, great moments, making money, not making money. At this point, to say that they still love dirt bikes and dirt bike racing so much, they're willing to put in this this much effort to make this little money, probably none really, to me, speaks yeah. volumes about how much, how cool the sport is. I mean, we all thought Ryan Villapoto was going into the woods, hating dirt bikes, never to be seen again. And the effort that he puts in to do these things and consider every one of these other riders the same thing. Travis Pastrana probably wakes up in pain and goes to bed in pain. Still loves it. Crashed three times. Pastrana crashed yep. three times. Yeah. Yes, doesn't care. Brock Glover is 59 years old, still sending it. I could not believe Glover was riding that well and doing all those jumps. So to just see the joy these guys have yeah. for racing for $0 and, like you said, driving across the country and getting tired and maybe getting hurt says a lot yeah. about how cool dirt bike racing is. And uh, Ivan wasn't Ivan Tedesco wasn't able to ride. You know, he woke up on uh, on morning of the race not feeling well. So, um, yeah, it wasn't COVID, everybody. So, um, yeah. you know um, – yeah, that kind of sucks for Ivan, but you know uh, they still made made the best of it for all the guys. So it it um Travis tra- Travis backflipping a YZ four ninety. Good God, God! And he crashed twice, three times total. If you include the the aborted backflip, I'm just like, oh my God, Pastrana! Like what? And that's another guy. Like, dude, he's busy. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Travis does, and he found time to get up there. You know, so. Um, I would always love to wonder. It'd be fun to ask. Uh, I don't. Is Steve Astafin still his guy? I think right, still his agent. Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah, yeah. It would be fun to ask Astafin, who has been Travis's agent for twenty years, how many huge money things Travis doesn't do, and how many no money things <laughs> Travis <laughs> yeah. does do. Yeah, it's got to drive him nuts from a business perspective. Like the amount of money that Travis could command for something. Yeah. And then he, Shows up at Unadilla yeah. and does a backflip at the campground for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he, ran, he he runs Michelin tires. He doesn't get any money. He just Randy. He likes Randy, and Randy gave him yeah. gave him tires back in the day, and they're buddies. And he just runs Michelin's. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy, yeah, I'm good. You know. Yep. Um, yep. It it, uh, it was pretty pretty good show. Um, I guess JT, what are what are some of the highlights for you? Let's go that Let's go that way. Well, I think to kick it off, the uh, the 
the uh, national anthem at the beginning with uh, all the riders standing in a circle and then Travis standing on a ladder wearing an American flag. <laughs> yep. Yep. We should start there. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was more than I was prepared for to uh, kick things off. Right. Um, yeah, the the whole and, and I'll tell you, I was very concerned at the beginning of this once the racing started. And I, I will give them kudos because they didn't waste any time. Like before I could even get really settled in to watch this, they were racing. Yeah. Glover and Pastrana were getting after it. So they didn't waste any time. But the way those first races were going with, you know, Glover's 60 or, or right about there. Yeah. And then you've got Pastrana and, and you can tell that Pastrana's waiting on him at times. I was like, you know, if this goes this way and it's really obvious that they're not trying, I, I'm going to lose interest pretty quickly. Right. If, if they're all staged and the guys are waiting on each other and, and this is how this is going to go. That's where I was very worried, but fortunately it didn't play that way. Um, most of the races were pretty high level of effort and they did a pretty good job of matching up skill sets yeah. and uh, ability levels. So, um, yeah, it kind of it fixed itself before it got away, I felt like. Right. What else? Um, when do we talk about Michael Essie? Uh, later. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be okay. a whole subject coming up. Uh, my favorite matchups. Um, well, I don't want to say matchups. My favorite moments. Uh, Jake Weimer almost died, so that was. Uh, oh, oh God. The the oh. does that not? Uh, so Pulp Max, we stepped up, right? We went the title sponsor for Weimer's Steel, and once again, it blows up in Pulp Max's face. We just we when when is this going to work for you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> whether it's straight rhythm, Washugal. Um, Monster Cup, none of it works uh, for us. RJ Hampshire getting surgery oh. because he wants to be back by September. Hampshire surgery. I, I just <laughs> Chris blows on a two-stroke. Blows on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, it's not really working. Not at all. Um, but yeah, uh, uh that, yeah, Weimer almost bit it. Absolutely. That was, that was big. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought, uh, okay, go ahead. So yeah, I like the uh, that I like that because it kind of proved that these guys were actually trying. Um, and some of it, you just you're like you almost feel bad for some of these guys, like uh, you know the the legends race that went on a few years ago went very poorly. I think overall there were a lot of hard feelings after that event. Um, I don't, I think there were the intentional way of this that being an exhibition changed at the last second. Guys really just went for it to try to prove a point, and then there were a lot of hard feelings on the back end of that. So I kind of wondered if it was going to go that way because when I was watching those guys going for it, I'm like, are these guys going to get pissed? Like, is is Wyndham or Stanton or any of these guys going to get really upset that a guy like Alessi or Sipes or these guys are riding so hard? Um, so yeah, that was kind of running through the back of my mind the whole time was who was trying and who wasn't. And are they supposed to be trying? Or are they not supposed to be? Yeah. They seemed like they were all trying. It was good. Uh, well, I mean the Pastrana Glover thing, I guess I'll give you that, but everybody else was kind of going for it. I like that. You know, I, I don't want to see, I don't want to see guys waiting for people. No. And yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if they were going to do that, I right. was I was still going to watch, but it was going to really sour it for me. Right. right. Um, um, biggest surprise for me was maybe Bradshaw Weege. With his speed? Yeah. You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Wh scrubbing, whipping it. Yeah. Like, uh, 
What's interesting when you get these races is you forget the very basic math because you, you think of the riders in their prime and you're like, you know, for example, you'll be you'll say, huh, yeah, was Bradshaw better than Wyndham? Who is the better rider? You think of them in their prime and you take the math out of, well, wait a minute. They're these guys are coming from totally different eras, right? Right. You, you freeze everybody at how good they were at age 24, say, and then you forget that there are massive years differences between a ages but honestly, what's even bigger than that, and JT, you can probably speak to this, how long it has been since you've retired. I mean, Bradshaw technically has been retired for more than 20 years now. Yeah, That's 97, right? right, yeah. Yeah, 97, 23 yeah. years since he's yeah. raced. But I'll, uh, I'll tell you what, that guy rides yeah. so much. Yeah. He, he rides a lot. So oh, he does, that, okay. That's the yeah. one thing, the one silver lining for him is that really the majority of his job now is to do – ride days that are sponsored by you know whether it's yamaha fly racing or whoever so his the amount of hit riding he does over the last few years has probably been higher than most the average person um so and also track there what i'm getting at is you're trying to track you're thinking of the riders in their prime against each other but that's not really what you're getting right you're getting how long since they've retired how much do they ride now um you know look let's be honest is ryan sipes at the ryan villapoto level he wasn't as a racer but then you're like, Villapoto's been retired for five years. Sipes keeps going. And you're trying to mishmash all that together and yeah. how it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they did a good job, like you said, of kind of matching skill sets because most of the races were good despite all the variables they would have had to deal with. Well, I am I am shocked because I did not think it was possible for Ryan Sipes to lose a one-off race like this. <laughs> uh, also, too, uh, I'll get ready to be your mind, have your mind blown. Uh, Damon's younger than Jeremy McGrath. Yes. It's so weird. Yes, it's so. Yeah. Damon is not like 1992. You know when Damon was at the peak of his powers, he's 22 years old or whatever. Like that's what we forget about. Right? He yep. was maybe younger than that even. So yeah, Damon's I think he's like 19. Maybe for Supercross titles. Yeah, yeah. Damon. Yeah. Damon's young yep. is is the point. So um, right. But on the flip side of that, I mean, Damon is. What do they say? I think he's 48 or something like that. Yes, yeah, probably yeah. sounds about right. Right. Yeah. So he's only six years older than Wyndham, which is not a massive difference. But Wyndham was racing in 2013 and Bradshaw was yeah. retired by 98. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, do that math. Figure out who's still fast. Yeah. It would have been awesome, by the way, to get Tedesco out there because I'm assuming he rides a ton also since he's literally a test rider. Yeah. I, I, so I was most surprised by Bradshaw. That, that for me. You, what about you, Weege? Uh, I'll actually go with Wyndham because, I mean, that guy is definitely not <laughs> riding a lot. Right. I don't, yep, yep. I, I don't believe he's playing mind games uh, when he says he doesn't train. I think one of the lines of the whole event, I think it was Glover that said he, he owns 12 Planet Fitness gyms and doesn't use any of them. <laughs> uh, um, yes. But damn it all, like, and Wyndham, the way he kept working out, he kept having to go race. Like, how many motos well, did Wyndham do? Did any of us on this call understand what was going on? At, at no. For, okay, no. Right, there yeah. were, well, there were all these wild cards and, and challenge call-outs. And Challenges. All, yeah. and it, was like, like, what, it was like Bidos was in the back just making things up. Well, yeah, yes. Put that on the screen. Yeah, I, I, on the screen. I think with Ivan being out, they had to, you know, they all of a sudden they had a, 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 an odd number of riders, Most right? Of, many and, of those were probably made up at at the round table with Coors Lights the night before. Oh, yeah. So I'm with you, Weege. Like, Wyndham's talking, and then it's like, hey, you got to go race. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's getting like, more and more tired. And then at one point, they said he asked for a commercial break. Yeah. So he just get two more minutes. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but then he'd still go out there, and, like, the whips to scrubs. Yeah. He was still trying his ass off to try to win. Like, even though you think, dude, just – 
just get eliminated. Put yourself out of your misery. No, oh. man. He went for it. I was completely, completely un- lost on the rules and what was going on. And, and I, there was a three-man final. And I'm like, what? 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 I didn't know any of that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, who cares, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. Yes. But, um, so, all right, so what was your biggest surprise, JT? My biggest surprise, uh, hmm, I'm going to say I thought Jake would be better. Yeah, me too. I'm going to say Jake would be better. Because <laughs> he, he actually rides, I don't know, like, you know, it's the season's changing up here, but he rides a ton up here in the summer. Yeah, so I well, thought he would be a little sharper than that. No, he just... He, he just got the blue crew, and then yeah, he hadn't ridden much. So um, yeah. you know, but yeah, it, maybe the Pulp Mex thing brought him down, like it did with everybody else that we seem to be involved with. You put so. a, should have put your face on his jersey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, what's um, the crew deal by the way for him is that a Pulp deal or is that a coincidence? What's that? Hey, uh, Weimer being on a Yamaha now. No, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of done through 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 me. A oh, really? Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, what about the Fight TV guys? <laughs> Where'd they come from? Who are these guys? What's going on? What do we... What? I know nothing about any of this. Does anybody know anything about it? Uh, it's just, you know, one of these upstart uh, pay-per-view UFC groups. Um, there are quite a few now because, obviously, the that whole avenue is exploding. So, yeah, I, I don't know much about them, but I know there are several. You know, DAZN would be the biggest that I know of, but there are, you know... I think they just are looking for any sports content at all, and yeah, there are yeah, these well, these channels. Now. Rob, Rob got him to come out. He got him yep. to like had a yeah. They had a video screen and everything. So, well, I can tell you if they if they do this same thing with their UFC and they're showing the referee in the middle of the knockout, um, it's going to get poor reviews. So. <laughs> Let's hope they were dealing with some technical challenges for some of the production quality. Yeah, yeah, the audio, the audio was off, and then it was super loud. Uh, yeah, anyways, all that stuff was. Yeah, funny. they were yelling yeah. into the mics. It's a felt no, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was rough that way. But I still, I enjoyed seeing the racing. I really yeah, did. Yeah, of course. And yeah, of I, course. I thought that that it was... shouldn't get lost in the overall no, vibe of the event. No. Um, going in, Alessi was the favorite. I don't think there was any doubt. Uh, I mean, the man was racing. 450 Supercross last year, and then uh, almost won the Canadian national title uh, outdoors. Um, so he didn't quite fit in this this bracket with everybody else outside of Sipes, who, you know, Sipes raced Daytona this year, correct, right? He, he raced Daytona. Um, yeah, made the main. Yep. Yeah, made the main. So, you know, yeah, it was. I guess now is the time to tackle the Alessi stuff. Uh, yeah, he didn't get tackled. That was the only thing they could, that could have worked. <laughs> No, yeah, the they could have right. At one yeah. point, RV's like, "Why didn't you take him out?" He's like, "I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to clean him out. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to take him out." <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, that was the only thing the whole show missed. They talked so much trash on each other, uh, on Instagram, and then the the fireside chat show about takeouts. Um, maybe they were going too fast. I think. Yeah. We didn't get any of that. No. It was, I think well, it was too fast, too dangerous. No one tried to take anybody out legitimately. I, I thought the whole trash talk thing, that, you know, that's going off the straight rhythm, right? That's where it all yeah. came from. Our buddy yeah. Hammer at Red Bull there started it going, and, and I thought that worked pretty well. This time out, I didn't, I'm not buying any of that trash talk stuff. I'm like, eh, whatever, guys. Like, whatever. Like, okay. You know what I mean? What about either one of you? Were either one of you on board with that? Uh, 
I, I didn't know because, like JT said, like I, I was on the fence of like, will they somewhat fix this, rig this, or not? Like I, I could have seen two guys being like, hey man, this would be a good corner. I'll just come in on you. I, I, I wasn't expecting okay. it to not happen. Right, right. Well, the the social media pre-race stuff, trash talk, I, I kind of just ignored because it felt it felt very much Red Bull straight rhythm to me. So I, I really didn't. I kind of just didn't even read the captions or anything. I just pretty much pretended it didn't exist. So yeah, I was, I was kind of I'm, I'm with you on that. That's I, I, I sort of my my thinking too. Um, so Alessi won and pretty good. I mean, he he was looked looked good, L- looked really good. Um, had to breathe right on <laughs> for a two lapper. Yeah, had the number one uh. jersey. Had a pre printed number one jersey that. I was like, okay, is that a, from the Canadian Nationals? No, he wore Fox all summer there, so that's a Liat one. And so I'm like, okay. And then he rode Supercross and Liat, but he wouldn't have print. I'm like, so he printed. He got a number one jersey for the Moto Fight Club event printed beforehand. And that he is a did. that is a source of people who were there of much amusement, <laughs> much amusement. Oh yeah. <laughs> If I worked for the NSA, I can promise you that I would have already hacked Tony's phone, Mike's phone, and every Genova's phone, everyone associated with that, just to read it for my own enjoyment. I don't, I wouldn't use it for anything. Yeah, but just to read the behind-the-scenes texts and emails that were going around in the week leading up to that event, because the level of seriousness that they took for this event, there had to be an incredible urgency <laughs> in the preparation that went on for this. There was, let me just tell you, at, at the event, from what I gather, there was a lot of people going, what? With the jersey? <laughs> He's got the <Yeah>. jersey? <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, good job for Mike. I mean, you know, but. it's uh, the, But it's just the it's wrong. Just, it's, it's the wrong application for all that effort, right? You're uh, thanking people like you won a national title. Uh, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't care. I had zero effort or, you know, anything in this, but if I was there, I would have, I would have been shaking my head I, I, at minimum. They never, they never stop. Weege. They don't stop. Yeah, It was, I, I should have, I should have seen this coming a little bit better. Cause I did think I'm like, okay, who are the three guys that probably ride at the highest level the most now? It was Tedesco test rider. Supposedly he goes really good. Still in a supercross track. Sipes, who is not retired. And Mike, who's pretty much still not retired. I don't know exactly what his racing plans are. But I'm like, really, those are the three serious still racing guys. But I should have, I don't know why. Why did I not take into account that nine of these guys would be like, ah, whatever. Sipes rode a two-stroke. It wasn't necessarily a better bike. He just wanted to do something cool. Why did I not take that into account? That the Alessis will always be the Alessis. They're going to try. Really hard. And under any normal circumstances, that is great. Like, it's a sport. It's competition. They take every inch they can get. Mm-hmm. And that's the way sports are supposed to be. But I should have realized that is a huge X factor. When you are going all out, I mean, he was probably, I, I think he was alluding to in his speech, right? He was testing, I think, for this, right? When does the win ad come out? He was uh, testing the patience of all the other riders there, I can tell you that. Yeah. And I can't, here's the Alessi thing, right? You cannot, if you had to go to court, in front of a jury and explain what's wrong with it or what's different. It's hard to put a finger on it. Yes, he took out Tedesco, stood in his bike, and hit the kill switch. That one was obvious. Or he took out Brock Tickle. That was obvious. But a lot of these things, he was riding really hard and taking it seriously. But it's not like when Villapoto was out there, Villapoto was not trying. 
um, there's just something just, different that mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on about like, yeah, but it's a little tongue in cheek for these guys. And it was clear that they were like, we're here to win. This see, is I'm, I'm, see, I'm good. I'm good with the effort on the track. I'm okay with that. Like yeah. RV, RV was going for it too. He was. Yeah, he, yes, was. he was. He was not holding back. No. So the effort, the effort on the track, I'm 100% fine with. Yeah. It's all the other stuff. It's taking it ultra serious. It's arguing about starting devices. Really arguing. You know what? Like, oh, this, yes. Okay. So, yes. Give me some evidence I could put in front of the jury of why it was different. When you that are. Was it? There was an argument over starting devices? Yes. When you're. Okay. When you are, you know, uh, in a serious argument slash debate conversation uh when someone suggests you no one use start devices and you are very angry about uh, that there, there should be no anger period at this event no. like anger should be disallowed from being yep. at this event uh I, it's just a lot of those things a having a pre-printed number one jersey made <laughs> is uh exhibit number two uh having a breathe right strip on for a three-lap main event is exhibit number three uh, just all those things. I just think it was just a bit overdone and, and just hearing, you know, we all hear through the rumor mill that the tone of the approach was just way, way over the top. Well, because some guys showed up without devices and then they were like, well, Hey, we don't have them. So yeah. nobody, uses and you're, I mean, so nobody yeah, uses right. them. guys are that- racing a YZ 490. Like <laughs> <laughs> guys are switching bikes by the way, which is right. not allowed. Yeah, they're handing that, over that, each other's bikes that, in between that's, races. That's not yeah. allowed uh, in, in racing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, we you know, got Wyndham had horrible starts because Wyndham is like, yeah, I had a start device, but they told me I couldn't use it, and I haven't done a start without a start device. You yeah. know who knows? Probably yeah. twenty years. Right. But he just did it, yeah. and his start stuck. That, his start sucked. That's what JT. When you hear that, you just shrug and you 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 go on with it. You don't have a spirited debate about a start device, but 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 you but you printed a jersey with number one on it. Yes, and I mean, this storyline is lost on no one, right? That this comes down to the, the Villapoto Alessi rival is as storied, is as talked about, is as referenced as any rivalry in this sport. And the fact that it turned out that they ended up one two and they went head to head many times yeah. and Mike beat him each time Every in this time. race. Yeah. Yeah. That I is that that irony, coincidence, whatever, that's not lost on anybody. They needed Millsaps and Alessi is what they needed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. from what I gather, that's the most spirited amateur rivalry ever. Do you guys feel I, I like know. this was this was the big chance to undo all of the hurt through the you know the late two thousands? Like we lost all the titles, but we can fix it right here this moment. We can undo all of it. I don't want to go that far. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm kidding. Sure I'm kidding. Think, I'm just yeah. saying. Like, yes. I, I, well, I just wanted to be clear that we don't like. I think they just don't. This is just the way they race. Like yeah. it's. I don't but, think. But it, some people probably think that though, JT. You know that. But that's what I struggle like, with so badly yeah. is is if I'm a therapist and I'm sitting in my chair and I'm talking to someone on their couch and I'm saying, but we've come so far. We have come so far with the 50% less crazy. And then I yeah. feel like we just went right back. And all in one fell swoop with the Moto Fight Club, yep. we went right back. Yep. And that's, that's, where I, well, that's what I'm so bummed about. Look, uh, I'm the guy that you know talks about how you get labeled for – Parting in Temecula when you know you're not even like 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 perceptions are oftentimes not the not the truth, right? And should we just, look at this in a vacuum? Well, no. But what I'm saying is, like the fact that I I alone talked to four people either on the phone or a text morning text message this morning, and it was all started with the number one jersey. 
four different people, four different <laughs> riders, four different industry people, like the riders slash industry people. Everyone wants to talk about this. It's not, no one is getting together to, to hey, I'm going to talk. We're, it's unanimous. Everyone's like, did you see this? Did everyone see that? Like, <laughs> like no, no one is like saying, oh, yeah, man, that's cool. But everyone's like, what? So, you know. yeah, I don't we well, yeah, I don't I want to be careful here to not bury those guys, because I don't think that they're trying to do this. I don't think they set out with this vindictive plan. Right. It's just no. it's just no. who they are. It's just who yeah. they are. I, I agree. I, like I said, I, I know that there are some fans out there. They're like, oh, he's trying to take out all the frustration with Villapoto. That's in the past. Yeah, I believe yeah, even the Alessis. Yeah. I believe even the Alessis feel it's in the past are not bitter or mad about that, that Villapoto won more as a pro. Yeah, I just think if there is a race, the Alessis are going to try as hard as they can and work every angle. It's the way they always have been, the way they always will be. And in 99.9% .9 of the competitions you're in, that's fine. This just happened to not be it. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, by the, but, but the, word, but the, the Alessi newsletter with comp is very steep. This week, like the comp, yeah. the comp we that was there, Wyndham. <laughs> we took out took Stanton, Stanton, Glover, you know, uh, all really need to send that out. Um, Do you recall when we had the Walker Fowler jersey gate that we referenced on this podcast? Mm -hmm. We said, who would be the one rider that would wear a number one jersey to a race? And the answer was Michael Essie. And I feel like this is proof. Right. Yeah. Who I, would be the one rider that would make a number one jersey for this race? <laughs> I, look, he rode good, and and but I he has everyone's shaking their heads involved in the event. That's all at the number one jersey. That's a fact. So, um, anyways, um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was it was it was it was cool. I, I was stoked that they they did it. Uh, so word on the street is like J Law was approached, said no. McGrath, Fro both turned it down. RC turned it down. Think there's any regrets from those guys? For for doing that, either one of you. I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. No. Um, I mean, look, the thing was, you're either in or you're out. Like it was obviously a lot of work. There wasn't any money to be made. The thing was super jakey, and honestly, might not. Have I, hold even on, Weege. You keep saying there's no money to be made. These guys are gonna make money. I talked to a couple. They're gonna make money. All right. Okay. But Sorry. I mean, there's supposed but, to be a but, charitable but, element. Well, no, there is. They, there yeah. is. But they're going to make a little bit of money for their time and effort. Although Weimer, you know, Weimer and RV drove thirty hours, right, or whatever. So you know, you can debate okay, that. Right. But, I don't know if they. Right. I don't know if it's actually. Should I say? Okay. In that case, worth it. You know, for the effort they had to put in. I mean, I don't. Maybe if they're making ten grand a piece. Yeah. I don't think that's happening. I don't think they're making ten grand a piece. No. That's what I mean. Right, right. So okay, yes, maybe they're being paid for their time, but I don't think it's a money-making venture for anybody. So at that point, yeah. I mean, look, do you really know 12 days in advance when you get the call if you're McGrath or Fro? Like, is this even going to happen? It's in middle of nowhere. Uh, what if you drive all that way and it gets shut down? Like, I could. There was I a fear of that. There was a real fear of it sure. getting shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So I could see it'd be very easy to be like, ah, this is a bit of a risk, and I'm just going to be on the fence for this one. So I don't think when you look at the risk involved, even though it did work, you could easily see how it couldn't have. Yeah. I don't think you should regret uh, not being in it because there was a chance it was 50 50 that it could have been a disaster i think yeah jt you're you say no either no regrets for those guys no i don't think so i think it went off as i think most it, as long as the, the event went off i think it went off as they thought it would so right. they had already kind of made their decision right it, it was it went off as expected so yeah they 
they probably had either prior engagements or didn't have a bike or, you know, there's a lot of complications or they just didn't want to travel across the country in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm sure they were fine with it. Will it be another fight club? Can it, is this something that's sustainable, JT? It's interesting because I think there will always be a desire to watch legends like that ride. But the big question is, if you held this in the middle of the season, would anybody care comparatively to a race with Tomac and Roxon and these guys on Saturdays, right? You so, could put it on a weekend off, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I think if you do it, if you do it, it has to be in like October or November, maybe December, when right. there's nothing else going on. Right. Because if you try to do it in the season, I just think there's too much other entertainment going on to, to really get the audience you need for it. I've always thought something like this could work. Uh, I don't know about the match racing, but just a legends race on a tamer track, you know, bring out the make a rule all on two strokes or all on this bike. Like that that's one thing I would change in the future for this thing, just make them all ride the same bike, whatever that is, whatever bike you want. Um same CC, same type of bike. Um that that's what I would do. But I, I I've always like there's a there's a seniors tour in golf and you know, there's there's uh there's the uh, Tennis, uh, Legends Tour and Tennis. I've always believed in this concept, Weege. I think it can work. I think so, but it's really hard to measure. This was a success, I feel, no doubt about it. This worked, but it is taking place in the most bizarre environment that we're probably ever going to experience in our lives. There was no other racing of any kind going on. And I don't know if it's just lost in the shuffle, lost in the fold. You got to get people to pay $19.99. When most racing is free, um, I don't. I, I don't know if this is well. It worked because of this environment. I do not know. I'm not saying it couldn't, but I'm just saying I don't have the answer if this uh, could work or if it only worked because of the present. Oh, okay. See, I, I think yeah. it can work on a weekend off. You know, maybe in the fall, like JT said, or, or whatever. I, I think this can work again. I really well, do. Well, yep. yes, you can have the race and it can be cool. But the thing that unlocks it is you've got to get enough people to spend $19.99. Well, I'm always the guy yelling about the people complaining about the, the gold pass money. So I'm maybe not the right guy to say. But to me, I paid the 20 bucks. It was well worth the 20 bucks to me. Uh, that, it was. Yeah. It was worth the 20 bucks. But would enough people feel that way if there's 36 weekends of racing? Dude, yeah, isn't, isn't that part of the circumstances, right? We'd pay anything to watch racing <laughs> exactly. right Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I, okay. I, I don't think you can take this as a win only because this is the wildest set of circumstances ever. I mean, dude, when you, J- Steve, when you go to Geneva and you go to Paris and everything, everybody's like, oh, where can I watch this thing for free? Like, there's, what is there, probably 12 weekends a year where there's literally nothing that you yeah. can watch? Yeah. And then these guys need 20 bucks. And the reason they need 20 bucks is because, yes, and there was a production here. You need some budget. <laughs> somewhat of a production anyway. There is somewhat of a production, and you need right. some budget. Um, I, I now, did, if they can have it where enough sponsors come on board and it's free to watch, right. then, then maybe. But the pay-per-view thing, I mean, it's can we, for all these, Fight TV or DAZN that JT was talking yeah. about, it's a leap of faith uh, for anyone. Can we get can we get uh, Gallagher in a refer, an actual referee shirt, like a black and white striped referee shirt, too? Can we adapt <laughs> that going forward? Um, Wait, was that Gallagher was there? No, I'm saying just oh. in a, that's an idea we can take from Moto Fight Club to our races. Oh, real ref. The yes. real referee real jersey. Ref. <laughs> like, yeah. I am the ref. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Z-Man. That's one of uh, Z-Man. Long time Rob Bidas and Eric Bernard. You know, right-hand man. Uh, Z-Man gets stuff done. I'm shocked that Trevor Vines was not involved in this production at all. But <laughs> maybe he was behind the scenes. 
Well, hey, can we just talk about this? Like, what? look, Rob did a great job. We are appreciative of what Rob did. But for Rob, how giddy must Rob have been? <laughs> just, just, yeah, right? <laughs> it, was, it, it was like he got all these guys to basically come to his backyard, have his vision, his buddies running the event. Like, I mean, That's a great Steve, this point. would be like, hey, I'm going to hold a big race in Winnipeg. Why don't you guys drive yeah, on Yeah, yeah. And Timmy's coming and Nick Way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Right. Bradshaw. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradshaw. Right, 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 right. Yeah. All the guys. That's a great point. Rob, Christmas came early for Rob Bidas. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, Rob, it's, well done. It's a good point. No, I th- yeah, I, th- I thought it was fine. Um, <laughs> and could Fly have sent some banners? JT, could you have sent some stakes and banners? Anything? With, I don't think Damon? we're an official sponsor, so I think that's part of the deal. Okay, all right. Uh, will there be a Moto Fight Club 2, Weege? Uh I believe there will be. I think yeah. so, too. I, I think so, too. Yeah. JT? Yes. Uh, I don't know if we'll have the same cast of characters, but yes, I think there will be. Will you do uh, Pacone, Michael Pacone? Would I race Pacone? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I sure I would. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. I don't think I would really be invited to something like that. But I definitely would. Would you print a jersey? Yes, but not with a number one on it. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was good. Good racing. Uh, I was pulling for Bradshaw. I was impressed with Damon. That was good. And you know, I did a podcast with. By the way, too, uh, Weege, and you'll appreciate this more than JT will. How about the promotion that these guys were doing? I had Wyndham texting me. I had RV. Oh. I had Stanton and Brad. I mean, these guys were. Yes. <laughs> it was incredible to work with them. <laughs> yes, it was. It's same thing on my uh, account as well because I was hitting up Bradshaw, and I think I'm hitting him up probably while he's doing a podcast with you. Yep. And I'm like, hey, can I do an interview with you on Friday? And he's like, I'm actually driving Friday. And I'm like, well, I'll call six time then because he doesn't have to drive as far. He's like, no, 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 no. I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it. Whatever it takes. Yeah. How does it work? Show me. <laughs> yes, these guys were all in. I mean, I think I did. A forty-five minute long interview with RV on Wednesday, like yeah. all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 they were they were incredible to work with JT. It was it was amazing. It was Kevin Wind. You know, Windham doesn't text me a lot. In case you're wondering, but uh, right, me yeah. neither. Yeah, uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like once these guys started leaning on you, then you started calling me a hater because before then it didn't feel like you were really into it. No, I was fine with it. No, I was cool with it. I, I just okay. I, I don't want to expose other text things that you said, JT. I'm not going to do that to you. But okay, <laughs> there, there were other things said, and that's fine. Whatever you you know. You want me to expose the things that you texted about it? No, I I don't. Okay. No, I don't think. I don't think I don't believe there was one negative text for me about this event. I was all aboard. The this very is, beginning, you there was. Well, I think I was with you the very beginning, JT. Where I thought these guys were going to like wait for each other and stage it that way. And like Mike was actually going to, or RV was actually going to stand on Mike's bike and grab a kill switch. Or, or like, I'm like, come on, stop with well, that. Well, you guys first thought it was going to be on pit bikes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because that fits Rob Bidas's MO. We each, right? Correct. Right. This is pit bikes. Yes, it does. Yeah. He, he loves the pit bike race. And at one point, I believe there was, he was working on. No, they, they raced in December. They raced in Chicago at the NASCAR on pit bikes. They did, yes. yes. And he helped put that together. Right, yes. But this year, he was planning on having a big pit bike, pit, a big pit bike race yep. uh, during the weekend between Supercross and the Nationals, which was going to be around this time. So at first, I thought, I'm like, oh, he's already got something in the works. He's yeah. just changed the formula a little bit. Yep. But no, this they went to big bikes and two-strokes and 490s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Who was one rider you want to see in this thing next year? Weege. Uh, oh, yeah, good question. Um, uh, give me a minute to think about okay, that. Okay, I'll, like I'll go. I'll yeah, go. Uh, I would, you know, the guys I wanted to see almost were all there. Um, Jeremy would be a good one, obviously. Anytime you can get MC racing would be pretty sweet. But I'm going to go off the board a little bit here. And uh, I'll go Guy Cooper. Whoa. Now I would that like, is off the board. Yes, because Coop is a showman. I'd like to see Guy Cooper. Yes. He rides a lot still. Uh, he'll send it. Um, absolutely. He'll do something crazy. So, yeah, I'll go off the board and go Guy Cooper. JT? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Millsaps. Actually, you mentioned the rivalry thing, but that's not necessarily why. I think he's in the sweet spot of how recently he raced. Yep. And I mean, look, we've all talked to Davy Millsaps. Millsaps believes in himself. You know, <laughs> he would he would want to do well. I feel in an event like this, uh, he's got great history. A lot of these guys are his generation. He's raced a lot of them over and over and over. Yep. Um, okay. You know, Wyndham Alessi, Villapoto. Uh, so that would be that would be cool, and I, I guess honestly, the most you know who was the most missing guy from this is Dunge. But did they even? I never heard Dunge being mentioned. I guarantee. How can you? How can you, how can you guys got not go Stu? Well, uh, I guess it's I, unicorns. Yeah, it's a unicorn. Yeah, I may as well say I want a money tree in my backyard, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He's been he's been around this year. He has been around. He's not going to Ohio. For some race, that's just, that's not happening. I don't. But they, sure, they make whatever amount of money they're making. <laughs> yeah. No. But sure, yes, yeah, Stu. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. If you're hey, Stu, reach go for to the Paris stars or Australia for a hundred grand. Don't reach don't for go the to Ohio. St- reach for the stars. <laughs> right, right. Set your goals high. Right. Let's go get Stu. This is a man who told the hundred grand Australian guys, "Now nah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out." They're like, he told him for hundred and eighty. He told him he's out." Uh, and meanwhile, he went to this thing for five grand, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that is that is why we all love RV for so many. Myrtle reasons. wasn't his agent then. No, no, always open. They said Myrtle always open. They're like Seven Eleven. <laughs> They're always open. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, I'll go Cooper. JT goes Stu, and Weeds. You said um, you said Millsap. So that that'll work. Yeah. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, you can order online from your local dealer as well. Fly Racing will have you dialed in during this pandemic. I talked to a Yamaha guy uh, the other day, and, dude, they're killing it on certain models, selling bikes, and motorsport guys are doing well. Um, you know, this thing has been a bit strange in some ways. Some businesses are struggling and hurting, and in other ways, businesses are doing really well. Uh, in, in some cases in our industries, really well. So very, very strange. But uh, I want to thank the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, Max's Tires, Renthal. Uh, also, Alias CBD, Alias Racer X to save 20%. AliasCBD.com, designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Uh, their official pain bomb and the Geico Honda team. Uh, so thanks to those guys for coming on board. And Race Tech, of course. Pulp 20 is the code to save with Race Tech. You know who uses Race Tech is uh, the winner of Fight Club, Michael Lessi, using Race Tech stuff probably i think i don't know but i would assume to dominate fight club so please fault 20 is the code to save racetech.com um also on x maps right weech yes on x maps yes on x maps yes Yes. uh yeah on x maps dudes it fits right into what you're saying about certain bikes 
I think people are going kind of off-road, trail, bike, riding more than ever right now because they've got more time. I hear the exact same stories you're hearing, Steve. Dealerships can't keep stuff in stock, things like that. So if you've got time now, which I know you do, and then you're looking for a place to go and ride, get the Onyx Maps app, Onyx Off-Road app, or go to onyxmaps.com and find a place to ride right now because we've got nothing but time. All right, so before we let go, before we go, again, good job to Rob, Danny, and everybody at Motofight Club. Thank you for providing us with some entertainment. Thank you, everybody, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, let's touch on Supercross a little bit. May 31st was the proposed plan, and honestly, guys, uh, it's all over the map right now. I'm surprised we don't have an announcement. The Arizona governor came out and said sporting events are fine to go uh, in Arizona. Last week, I got a call from a, an insider, a text from an insider that said, Glendale is off. I asked a couple of team owners. They said, what? Glendale is still the plan. And I'm like, oh, so this happening? And then the text back would be like, well, I don't know. It's all over the place, guys. I'd love to come on with some information here, but it seems like I think maybe- we're supposed to hear today. Oh, God. Here we go. No, I mean, I, I don't know that that's happening, but I did hear from people that there was a call today and things were happening today. And right. Uh, on your text message right at this moment, you may see some more information too. Uh, but things are happening literally as we record this. Well, Weege, what do we know? We don't know anything, do we? <laughs> what do we know? Well, Weege? yeah, it's interesting because that news about Arizona breaking today, I think it might be too late. Yes, because everything I was hearing was that they had already built up plan B, plan C. Um, and I think it was a little bit at the request of the teams like, hey, man, if you're going to tell us a date, why don't we try to make that date as solid as possible. So why don't you work on two or three different cities so we're not all hanging on if the COVID rate in Arizona changes, which this thing could change in five minutes. The entire plan runs aground. So I had heard Houston. I had heard St. Louis. Uh, I think Florida could have been an option or could be an option for several reasons. Afeld is there. I don't know really how much a factor that is. But Florida uh, has been pretty, uh, ironically in this situation, right, pretty liberal with their policies, which would make them unliberal the way we like to divide things politically. But bottom line is Florida seems to be letting more things go. So I thought that could be an option too. Yep. Um, so I think all we know is the date is still looking good. I think now it's more of a location than a date situation. Would that right. be accurate? Right. I, yep. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I agree. Yeah. But uh, I yep. feel I feel like we need to get a, a notification, a notice pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, we're, I we're mean, two two weeks out from people, you know, like buying flights yeah, and all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah you got to get hotels. You got to get flights. You got to do all of that, right? Not not so much the team, not so much the media and fans, but the teams and, and everybody else. So, um, I mean, yeah, look. About us? Do we have any idea if we would be even be allowed to go to these? I do not know. I assume no. <laughs> I assume well, no. I, if they're doing the thousand person cap, I think there's a chance. But we'll see. No fans for sure. Um, right. and, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I heard from a, a photographer, uh, that they were going to do like, uh, you know, one, one guy to supply all the photos to all the, all the media places. So I, that was make, make me thinking that the media people such as myself and, and, and you, Weege, weren't, weren't going to be allowed to go if there's only one photographer. So, um, but yeah, what, whatever it takes, uh, May 3rd, I mean, look, NASCAR starting up, we had UFC, um, my wife's going back to work here in Nevada next week, got the call. She's in retail, so there must be something going on there. Well, Vegas, uh, the first hotel is Treasure Island, opens on the 22nd, so that's starting as well. So it seems like May 31st could work for an event with no fans. Like, things could go okay. So, 
and then we'll just race to the finish. And Weege, what about the Nationals then? What does that make the Nationals starting in July? Yeah, uh, the current dates really haven't changed because they got pushed essentially saying the Nationals would start July 4th weekend to accommodate for Supercross starting May 31st. So mm -hmm. if that sticks, then everything else does too. Now, let's be honest. I still think there are huge hurdles that have to be crossed to be able to run an outdoor national just like Supercross. That's the date. I don't know how reliable that is. Um, and they have been pretty consistent saying they have to have some fans. Maybe not a full house, yeah, but they've got to have some fans. A big experiment is uh, they had a ride day at High Point last weekend, which was really done to test out some of these social distancing with riding and racing things they've been trying to come up with. And then, damn it all, hell or high water, they're running a GNCC in Georgia this weekend with all these rules again in place. So, I mean, I know how this works. They're kind of using each event, I think, as a springboard. You mm -hmm. don't necessarily need spectators at a GNCC. So it's like we had a ride day, then we had a race. Can we have a full entertainment type event like an outdoor national? I, I think it's all a build up to that. So it's yep. getting closer. But, dude, you can't assume anything right now. No, no. I. It's odd that we don't have a location locked in, you know, but uh... – for Supercross, but yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully yeah, soon. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell everybody, like, it, the, that July 4th date uh, for the Nationals, I know that makes it obvious that, oh, sweet, it's going to start at Redbud. That's not going to be the case. I can tell you that much, because really the whole issue Supercross and Motocross dealing with is it's state by state. It's literally county by county. Yeah. And if, if you follow any of the news, you know, Michigan, for example, has been one of the more restrictive. Don't so, get me started. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, JT. So Redbud... Being the first race, like the one that's going to open up first, Michigan, probably not likely. Yeah, and you're uh, not allowed to leave your house in that state. Well, I wouldn't either. Yes. If I was their, their freedoms. Swiss Corps would be around. I'd be scared of Swiss Corps guys like that. Um, all right. So yeah, May thirty first. We think uh, us three think it's going to happen. We don't know where, but we we do think it looks good to start Supercross back up on that date, and uh, and that'll be interesting. That'll be a race to the finish for sure. Um, for, for Eli Tomac, Kenny Roxon, and everybody. So, um, they have to have it. They have to have it. Does anyone know, by the way, has anyone heard at all? If they get bonuses, if this were to end without any more races, does any, that's a really, a literally a million dollar question. Anyone know? I don't know. I'd like to know about the RJ Hampshire situation if we could. Oh, yeah. We can clear that yeah. up. That'd be great. Yep. So, yep. Weege, I would bet you if it's, if it is a, an official, championship like they officially declared a champion i would assume legally they would be entitled to bonuses yes you don't think there's some sort of force majeure like you know force of god act of god thing meant this is not valid you only, only race 10 races which reduced your odds or something well i think only they only if the series came out and officially announced the series incomplete okay. that, that's where i would yep. i would guess I honestly think the difference might be also, like, I think JT knows more about this than me. Some of the bonuses are insurance policies, and some are just paid, right? They're yes, not I think. Yeah, odds. Sometimes I think most of them are just paid nowadays right. because the premiums are so high. I would say that then increases the chance that you would get your title bonus. Because I could see, if you're Lloyds of London, you probably have a million different asterisks in there. Right. And oh, you only got to complete sixty percent of the races? No, 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 no. But and do you uh, really do you really want your athlete to now sue you for your championship <laughs> bonus? That that's great PR. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think if it's a if it's the team paying out and it doesn't involve insurance, I think that really helps the chances that they would get. 
your championship bonus. And the only reason I ask is because, I mean, that changes the paradigm a little bit. I mean, Eli has said the right things. He wants to earn it, and I'm sure he does. But, I mean, can you imagine what a bummer that would be if they're like, it's called and it doesn't count and you don't get the bonus and you were doing everything right. He would like to do it in 17, but I'm sure if they can't do 17, he would like to still get the bonus. Uh, yeah. Quite a kick in the nuts if yeah. he gets neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So well, let's hope the next time we reconvene, we'll we'll have some real supercars to talk about. Wow, that'd be great. It's crazy to imagine that it could be two weeks away. It's crazy. And, and then and then we'll just be doing review pods like every other day because they're going to race three times a week. So <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. It's, it's going to be it's going to be unbelievable. Pulpamex uh, fantasy also picking right up. Going to be rather hectic to the to the end. So hey, by the way, I came on your damn fantasy show before Indy. And you gave me all these tips on how the game is supposed to be played, and there hasn't been a race since. Oh, was it? Was it? The... It was before Indy. It never happened. None of this stuff took place. We'll get you back on to just to talk about how you don't know how anything works. Yes, I was all tuned up and ready to have my first good solid week ever, and the race never happened. <laughs> Nothing gets JT more upset than you talking about how fantasy is dumb and makes no sense when it really does make sense. You just <laughs> refuse to learn. <laughs> you it. You refuse to learn it. Right. Yes. Right. 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 Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Four guys making top tens, double points in the main. Horrible weekend. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Here we go. Whoever come up with these stupid algorithms. All right. Well, hey, listen, uh, thanks again to the Moto Fight Club, guys. Good job to everybody involved in that for putting it on. Um, thank you, Fly Racing and Racer X, Renthal, Alias CBD, and, of course, the folks at Maxis, uh, Weege, JT. Thanks, boys. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, 
It's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,